Welcome to a terrible football show. Uh, episode 14. Uh, my name is Ox Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today. Whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast of our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Make sure you give a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend that you're listening to this terrible ass show. Uh, no, no, I have uh, Shane here with me, as always, uh, over Discord once again. He's actually streaming this over at his Twitch channel as well. Shane, how you doing? How you feeling this beautiful Tuesday? I'm pretty good, man. Um... It's been kind of uh, a busy, hectic day, hectic week. We got Christmas coming up, so That's I hope true. you have some some nice Christmas plans. I don't have much to go much much going on. I'm just gonna be spending the day this week with my daughters. So super excited with that. Gonna get them Friday night. There you go. Um, or Friday morning, and um, gonna have a have a good old Christmas dinner or lunch, I guess. And um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Ready for some football. Right on, man. Uh, I'll just be chilling over at my grandmother's house. Just playing some games, have a Christmas dinner, stuff like that. It'll be a good time. I uh, can't complain, can't complain. Uh, shout out to anyone that is on Shane's Twitch right now. Shout out to you guys watching live. Uh, his links are down in the description below of every single podcast. So make sure to go give him a follow, show him some love. And who knows, maybe you could listen to the show live. Uh, whenever we decide to do it over Discord every once in a while. It just worked out better for day. Like he mentioned, he had a pretty hectic day of shopping, so it just worked out better for us to do it later in the day. Uh, I will say for this episode, uh, there are a few predictions that we made that are still pending uh, just because some games got moved around for the NFL. As we are talking right now, there are two games currently going on in the NFL, and I believe there's one bowl game being played like as we're speaking. If I remember correctly, uh, I think yeah, it's San Wyoming Diego State and Kent State. Uh, no, and that, that one, that they, one finished. I thought, played, right? And then you got San Diego State and UTSA. Okay, right now. Yeah, we have that one, and then tomorrow was the Armed Forces Bowl, which that was what Missouri and Army, right? Yeah. So there are still some predictions that uh, are up in the air, but don't worry, it's no big deal. By the time everything's said and done, we'll have our full records anyway. Uh, as well as how we did on all the spreads. He'll all be updated, and we'll run it off. And I will say, uh, my pick, my my record is very different from the Capital One Bowl thing and what we did. I looked at it, I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't match these up at all because I have a better record in our picks than I do that bowl pick, uh, Capital One thing that we did, so that's kind of upsetting. I haven't checked who's in the lead for that. I think you were in, like, third place or, like, second place when I checked, though. Yeah, I checked it um, at the, the after the very last game. Uh, on the seventeenth, and no, the twenty second. Sorry, and I was third place at six and three. Gotcha. So. Uh, well, also as you may have noticed, Tyler is not here today. We'll get Tyler back on on the show sometime in the near future. He's just a little. He's a little afraid right now. Is all it is. He 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 doesn't want to catch these hands from Shane involving all the Penn State Arkansas stuff. I, he he's just a little afraid, and it's okay. You know, it's okay to be afraid. I get it. We'll get him back on the show. You know, maybe next week. You know, maybe see if he's ready to throw some hands or not. I don't know. He you know, I get it. You know, yeah. I think honestly, man, like he's has been ditching this 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 conversation that we need to have for this Arkansas Penn State game. I know. Um, now he is in my live stream right now, um, <laughs> talking about how DK needs to stop. How how DK needs to sit out. To, uh, is it tonight? So um, so I can go ahead and uh, so he can win because I'm playing him in our in our playoffs uh, right now. So. Oh, okay. Our playoffs actually starts next week. Uh, next week starts our fantasy league playoffs. Uh, I will say this: I have made a hell of a run. 
and I I am not going to finish in in last place. <laughs> I don't have the current standings because the games are still ongoing, but I can confirm that I'm going to seventh place now. <laughs> Let's go. The trash on the rise, baby. We're on, we, This is going to be a four-game win streak that we're on, but too little, too late. I should have had that earlier in the year. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I, it seems like always in modern, modern Tyler's League, I always like do good in the beginning of the year, do really crappy in the middle of the year, and then I win like all my games at the end of the year just to sneak into the playoffs like under the radar, and then I just beat teams that I shouldn't be beating. Right. Uh, and that's including Tyler. So, <laughs> well, anyway, um, so we're going to be looking at stuff that went down in week 15 of the NFL, which obviously still is ongoing. First batch of bowl mania, some FCS playoff semis. Looking ahead, we got NFL week 16, second batch of the bowl games. We're going to be predicting which these games are going to be taking place between the 23rd to the 29th. Uh, if, and then if you could, go follow us on Twitter at Terrible if you Show. We'd greatly appreciate that, as well as go check out other podcasts. One of them. Just had a rebrand, and I'm very excited for the rebrand. There's a lot of a lot of big things coming out of that show. Lighthearted Gamers is now known as Game Static. Super pumped for that. Super pumped for the future. Make sure you go to make sure to go listen to the last episode of Lighthearted Gamers, which is episode 69, which was very properly planned. Trust me, it was planned out to be that. Uh, shout out to Zach for actually remembering that once upon a time, many moons ago, me and my first co-host Nick would always make jokes that Lighthearted would die after 69. Shout out to Zach for actually remembering that joke, uh, as well as go check out other shows like Anime and Plus and talking about movies and stuff, which we do need to do the Spider-Man one sometime soon. Uh, Shane, I know you said you wanted to be on there. We've got you slated for that. Uh, Zach is going to be on there as well. And I don't know who the fourth person is going to be for that episode of Spider-Man No Way Home. But I got to tell you, I'm very pumped to record that because I have some shit to get off my chest. I will say that. I got some I got some serious Damn. shit to get off my chest. It's it's tough because going into work and stuff. It was funny, though. I, my buddy, Sean, which if, if you listen to this, man, shout out to you. He... I was in work and I was like getting my apron on yesterday and he walks in, he goes, yo, Shane, I'm like, what's up? And he's like, hashtag cure that ass. And I was like, you got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tough because we can't talk about it right now. Right, right. It is tough, dude. And I'm looking forward to doing that episode because I'm, I'm not joking. I have got some serious shit to get off my chest. The stuff that I've seen on Twitter the past few, the past like few days has just honestly infuriated the piss out of me because it's just like everyone on there just like, oh my God, make, you know, amazing Spider-Man 3. Oh my God, Andrew's such a great Spider-Man. And I'm just like, I've been beating this fucking drum for the past 10 years. Where the where, where have you guys been? You know, yeah, like yeah. that. the popular opinion was to trash him and trash his movies. And now everyone and their mother's like, oh my God, they're so good. I'm like, you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and lastly, if you want to support us for the patrons, go ahead and do so. Shout out to Andy, our tier one patron. Uh, so, before we actually jump into this stuff, is there anything else that we want to chat about? Uh, kind of chat about Spider Man a little bit. Anything else on your mind? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down to chit chat for a second. I will, I do have the bowl game pulled up okay. right now. I don't have it live, of course, because I'd be um, very, like, I don't have it live, but I have this, like the scores and stats up today, like play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Um, UTSA is currently tied with San Diego State at 14 apiece uh, okay. with 30 seconds left in the second quarter. Okay. So. okay. How are we looking for those NFL games? Um, Let me pull them up real quick. Philly is leading 17-10 to 10 versus Washington. I was really hoping for a different outcome because, I, 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 you know, I got to say – I really like Jalen Hurts. I liked him at Alabama. I liked him at Oklahoma. 
But let me tell you, I like Gardner Minshew a hell of a lot more. I want to see Jalen Tank right now. Let's get Gardner in the game, baby. <laughs> yeah. Currently, Seattle is tied with the Rams with two minutes left in the third. Okay. And the Rams just punted. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to continue to see how those games are going to turn out. Like I said, we got the Armed Forces Bowl that's going on tomorrow. And then we've got a pretty then we got another slate of games. We've got 15 bowl games that we're going to call here today. Um, and then after this episode, the next episode for all the bowl games, we're going to be, we're going to start getting into the really good shit. Okay. We're going to get into the really good shit. We, we've got, we've got a few good games on here. Uh, we have one game that in theory is supposed to be good, which is Oregon, Oklahoma. But uh, <laughs> those games are, those teams are in such uh, shambles, both losing their head coach, both losing a lot of players in the transfer portal. So uh, we'll see how that game plays out. But yeah, after this week, we're going to start getting into the really good shit next week. Because next week, we're going to be able to predict on the first rounds of the college football playoffs, I believe. Uh, I know Miami's going to be in that batch as well. Penn State, Arkansas is going to be in that batch. So that's, we're going to have a good batch next week for sure. Oh yeah, next next week definitely kicks up the um, the 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 batch of games that are you know everybody's looking forward to. Right. Um, right. So yeah. All right, um, let's roll, roll into some predictions here. Uh, one thing that I do want to note, and this is me being lazy, I will be very, very clear on this. Um, so the Saturday games that the NFL has this time of year, I forgot about them when I made uh, my gigantic, humongous. Excel spreadsheet for all of our picks. Shane has seen it as well as Tyler. Uh, so to get the Saturday columns in there, I can do it, but it's just like then I have to redo some formulas and shit. So I don't feel like doing that. So our Saturday games, just for the record, will be just counted as noon games. Get over it. It's our show. Um, and then, like like I already mentioned, as of this recording, we still have two uh, NFL games still ongoing. So with that said, uh, I w- I have gone nine and five so far for the NFL, uh, bringing me to one hundred thirty four eighty seven and one. Uh, my bowl games, I'm seven and three so far uh, for the FCS playoff semis. I did go one and one, which that did give me a one game lead over you, Shane. That puts me at fourteen and eight. Uh, Tyler went eight and six. In the NFL so far, 127-94 and one record, six and four in the bowl games, zero and two in the playoffs, um, and then that brings him to a nine and thirteen for the FCS playoffs. Shane, you you are currently seven and six for the NFL, bringing you to a 38-33, uh, eight and two for the bowl games though. You're eight and two for 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 these picks, which again I, f- I feel like you might be the same as me, where you you know you may have changed some picks from your Capital One to this one because I know I am not seven and three in the Capital One thing. Uh, but yeah, eight and two so far, so that's pretty solid. Uh, but you like you did go zero and two in the playoff semis, bringing you to a thirteen and nine. So me picking North Dakota State is uh, it gave me a one game lead over you. So we'll see how it goes for the for the championship, which is going to be Montana State and North Dakota State playing somewhere in Texas. I forgot where. Should be a pretty good game. I would like to watch that game personally. Yeah, same. Um, I do want to bring up since Tyler is in stream right now, um, he says let. Uh, uh, let Alex know that Miami's not playing. So I haven't heard any news about that or what's going on with that. But uh, so Tyler, please feel free to elaborate on that. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't know anything about that either. That should be the Sun Bowl. Um, I believe that was the bowl that we went to. It was Sun Bowl, and I thought it was the next week. Uh, I don't. Is the game just not going to happen now? I don't know. It's a good question. See if I can quickly pull that up out of curiosity. I thought it was 
Yeah, it is the Sun Bowl, uh, scheduled for the 31st. So I don't know what he's referring to then. Yeah, I've got I've, I see it on my end, 31st at 11 a.m. Central uh, Central Standard Time against Washington State. So unless we like backed out of the game or something, I don't know. I don't know what he's referring to. So please uh, please elaborate. I'd appreciate that. Unless he's talking about Miami of Ohio, that might be another thing. Because that is the first thing that's on our lineup. You know, so I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, while he's letting us know, uh, here are our spreads. I went three and one in college. Not bad, not bad. Bring me to a twelve and twelve. Four and four in the NFL. Bring me to a thirteen and seven. Tyler went three and one in college. Good deal, good deal. But he's still not in a great spot with eight and sixteen. But he did go five and three in the NFL. Bring him to eleven and nine. Uh, Shane, you went two and two in college. Uh, bringing you to sixteen and ten. You went three and five in the NFL. Bringing you to nine and eleven. Uh, so that is how we did on the spreads, which I'm also, I also need to get like a spreads, uh, Excel spreadsheet as well. Make it a lot easier to keep track of these. That'd be very, very good because I'm half-assed tracking these right now. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> no, I'm not able to, um, he just said check group chat. So if you don't mind popping that up real quick, see what's going on with that. Yeah. I see that he sent a picture. So let's see what he's referring to. Uh, Hurricanes football team enters COVID-19 protocols. I did not see that. That was today as of a few hours ago. So what, the, almost the majority of the team enters the protocols, I guess. All right, so that's good news. Thanks for that, Tyler. We can talk about it here on the show now. So if, that's, if that is the case, uh, if that is the case, that is wild. If we've got a majority of the team entering some COVID protocols, um, you know, we, uh, that has been a huge talking point. Uh, in in the world of sports these past few days because of just the sheer amount of players in the NFL and, like, other leagues and stuff that have been impacted with COVID. I mean, I know NHL, I believe they have stopped all games till post-Christmas. Um, you know, then we have all the situation in the NFL that caused, what, four games, three or four games to get moved, I believe? Yeah, I really, I really don't keep up with hockey until after, until after football season and stuff like that. So, I'm right, not too sure. And then um, I am seeing I here seven. I, will, I see one. I will say one thing. Do you see Miami get that um, that transfer uh, from? I think not Florida State. Maybe it is Florida State. They got a transfer. I think I shared it, but um, yeah, Miami got a, a good transfer from somewhere. Uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, I did see it, but I'm drawing a blank on who what the player was as well. But I do see the articles that Tyler's talking about announces the football program in COVID protocols. Uh, there is a, a majority of players that are in the protocols, and the Sun Bowl is to be discussed. So I guess we'll see if the Sun Bowl is going down or not. Going to have to keep our eye on that situation. That would be pretty interesting. Because, uh, I mean, it's it's impacted all sports right now, uh, you know, especially just talking the NFL. You know, like uh, I mentioned, there was three games that got moved. It was Cleveland-Vegas uh, got moved from Saturday to obviously Monday. Uh, and then the Philadelphia-Washington game and Seattle-Rams game that's going on right now got moved from Sunday. And uh, this, this could still be a factor moving forward. Uh, but even still, they have um, – They've been changing a lot of protocols as well where they're no longer going to be testing uh, fully vaxxed and boosted players. So it's kind of just like an honor system. Like if you're starting to fill something off, you need to report it. But if you don't fill anything off, you can just go about your business. But uh, the one thing that's going to be very interesting about this is because if, you know, since they're going down this route, NFL, PA, and the NFL, right, is – 
the players that are going to be put on the COVID list now are going to be the unvaccinated players. So with that said, Shane, do you think like uh, those players are going to get a lot more heat than they would have before? Because before it was just like, oh, are they vaccinated? Are they not? It's, and then it'd be like a you know, question in the media. But now it's just like if you see someone on there, you know they're not vaccinated. Do you see a lot more potential heat coming their way? I think so, especially if a player comes out and says that he's vaxxed. Um, I think there's an issue right now in the NBA um, where a coach came out and said, yeah, 90%, uh, or it could be college basketball, I'm not really sure, um, came out and said that, oh, yeah, 90% of my team is vaccinated. And then they all entered COVID protocols due to uh, contact tracing um, and then found out that um, – like less than half of their team is actually vaccinated. So that's, that could arise an issue kind of like that, where you're you're coming out saying that your team is vaccinated so you can play, but then your team gets COVID because they're not actually vaccinated. So there can definitely be some heat that that's brought upon teams for that. Yeah. And I agree with you, honestly, you know, I, I definitely see a lot of heat coming in here in the near future. I mean, I know one player that did get put on the COVID list already was Cole Beasley, who is very outspoken on his stance with stuff at, on numerous occasions. Um, and, you know, I, I think the heat's going to get brought back his way and, and towards the Buffalo Bills and, you know, kind of the tension on them. And it's just going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out and stuff because, uh, you know, another very notable unvaxxed player, Aaron Rodgers, of course, you know, he's still in a 90-day period where he doesn't have to do any testing for whenever he did get COVID. So it, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out, especially since we get so close to the playoffs. And I can't help but to feel like, you know, since we are getting close to the playoffs, the reason why they're kind of letting, letting up on some of these, you know, protocols they've done of just you know consistent testing and stuff is because they don't want a situation like the Vegas and you know uh, Browns game where you have third string quarterback Nick Mullins you know in it at quarterback you know in a playoff game because look they're they're looking at money man that's what they're looking at they, they're looking at the money the money factor you know they you know the NFL wants the star players in the games because it's going to generate the most money from just people viewing the games you know is is that not correct oh yeah 100 percent um, you know, big time players bring in big time money and big time players aren't willing to get vaccinated um, to where they can't play. Uh, GMs and coaches are willing to lie and say that they are vaccinated to where they can play and, and bring in the most money because no one wants to go and watch Nick Mullins start at quarterback when you could have Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or, or you know, Lamar Jackson there instead. So it, it, it definitely is uh, a money a money grab so now i think one player that people might might be all right with seeing there in that slot is tyler huntley dude this guy has been balling out do you think that tyler huntley is going to have a market for himself here this offseason i think so i, um, I, I agree he, i, I kind of you know i think it's not necessarily the same but it's definitely in the same realm as you know teddy bridgewater mm-hmm. um you know he had you know, hurt with injury, and then he went to the Saints. Drew Brees came, uh, was hurt, came in for those five games, played outstanding. And the next year, he signs a major contract with Carolina. Now, I don't think they're going to, you know, throw money at him, but I think he can definitely sign a two, three-year deal worth, you know, $10 million or so, make him some money, and uh, potentially fight for a starting job. Because, I mean, I think we've all seen that he can clearly, you know, run an offense, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, the dude's balling. The dude's balling. And, you know, also shout out to uh, John Harbaugh. Did you see that uh, that clip of where he was asking the team, hey, do you want to kick the field goal or do you want to go for it? 
Did you see that? I did not. No. Yeah, it was you know at the end of that Packers game, obviously, where they scored the TD, and instead of kicking the field goal to tie it and go in overtime, they opted to go for two and didn't get it. Well, there was a mic'd up uh, that they uh, that was released of where John's talking to the offense, talking to Tyler, talking to Mark Andrews and others, like, hey, you know, we can get, we can kick the field goal, play it safe, get in overtime, or we can just go ahead and go for the win. You know, what do you guys want to do? How how you guys feeling about it? You know that that brought up a lot of that brought up some heat, man. Because it, it, there's two sides to it, right? There's one side where it's just like if you have a guy like let's say Matt Nagy, he's obviously on the hot seat. You, know, you got someone like that that does that. Ooh, that's going to light a lot of fires around the NFL. But you got a guy who's got a pretty let's be honest, a pretty long leash there. You know, in Baltimore, John Harbaugh, this guy's you know he's not he's not going anywhere. He's set. You know, I, you know. He can he can get away with that sort of thing if it doesn't work out. You know the other you know the team came behind him say, hey, man, it's no big deal. You made the right call and stuff. But like on on that, like how do you how do you feel in the situation? Which is like you know you're the head coach, make the call, or do you think he made the right call putting in the players' hands? Because me personally, I mean, I think he made the right call putting in the players' hands. You know, because at the end of the day, all you know all he can do is make the call. These guys that he's asking, you know, in the situation of how how they're playing, how the rhythm that they're in, how the defense looks, they're the ones that's going to have to go out there and try to execute it, not him. He's just making the call. Do you feel like he made the right call, putting it in the offense's hands, leave it up to them, kind of thing? We've seen him do that with Lamar Jackson before, and it paid off. So, how do you feel on that? Yeah. I I definitely agree. You know, coming as an Arkansas fan with Sam Pittman, he kind of did that same thing. Yeah. You know, with uh, the Ole Miss game, no, yep. it didn't turn out the way he wanted to. But the thing is, I think those players will respect him more, right? Because you don't want to say, oh, okay, let's let's go and kick the field goal when the players are thinking that they – and have the confidence level and thinking that they can get it. And you're like, no, we're going to kick the field goal because that may show them that you don't have the confidence in them to do it. Um, <clears throat> so I definitely agree. I think they made the right call in doing so. Um, because I think it, it comes, it does come from a, a confidence level and, and having your coach respect the players to a certain extent, because like I said, if they're, if they have the confidence that they think they can get it and the coach says, no, we're going to kick the field goal. And it's like, okay, this, this coach doesn't believe in us, you know? Right. So. No, and yeah, like I said, I totally agree, man. Because it's just putting the trust in your players, you know. I, that that is ultimately comes down to, and I, yeah, you know, I think John made the right call. It's unfortunate it didn't work out in their their favor, at least for me. You know, you're a Packers fan over here. Unfortunately, I would love to see him lose, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, still talking about the Ravens and Tyler Huntley. I just want to put one last plug. I mean, he played a hell of a game, man. Four total touchdowns. I mean, I mean the dude played a hell of a game. Shout out to him. He's going to have a market for himself this offseason for sure. Um, let's pivot over from there. And, uh, you know, we only got one more, like, NFL talking point that we can uh, dive into a lot of college talk here. But uh, let's uh, – let's. I'm I'm so excited about this. I really am, man. the 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 era is over. The very short era is over. Urban Meyer has been fired from Jacksonville, and they fired him for cause. So they are not paying him the remaining of his contract, which I love because fuck this dude in every way possible, man. I'm so pumped about this firing. Uh, I really am. This is the most disastrous tenure for a coach that I have ever seen or ever heard of in terms of the NFL. Yeah. And we were, you know, we were, we were talking about the whole debacle of um, Urban Meyer last week. Yep. You know, we forgot that that kicker, I don't, I don't know. It, it could have come out shortly after we did the podcast. 
I uh, don't quite remember, but Josh Lambeau came out and said that Urban Meyer kicked him. Yep. Like in an aggressive way shortly yep. after, and I think that was kind of the topping point. <clears throat> now, should he have done that? N- no, but I understand in a sense, kind of like where it. That's kind of a two-sided thing, right? Urban Meyer could have could have done it not as fierce as what the kicker says, and it could have been more fierce than what like that's kind of like hearsay, she say kind of thing. But by the kicker's context and what he said afterwards, it does kind of make it a little too egregious where a coach should not be doing that at all. Um, so I think that was the kind of topping point to get him out of there because, I mean, me and you both agree that he's just a shitty person. And I honestly, me personally, I don't see him getting another coaching job anywhere. Really? I, I actually see the possibility of like him going back to Fox for a year and then him being at a college the year after. I actually think that is a possibility. Unfortunately, if so, if so, if so it's going to be something like Bobby Petrino did and go to a Division two, Division three team just to be coaching. Um, now there has been talks that Bobby has been looking into Division one um, teams again, but mm-hmm. right now he's he's chilling at, at Missouri State and. Um, and has that program winning. So I feel like Urban's ego is way too big to go down to D2 or 3. What do you think? I mean, I agree, but it depends on how much he actually wants like, to coach. What kind of what kind of AD with a right set with a with a with a great moral mindset wants to bring this guy in and not only to run his program but to have him in front of these young athletes and putting um, kind of his imprint on these players. Like I wouldn't want that. No, all. I agree hundred percent. I mean, this dude's just a massive scumbag, man. We, we, we've seen that all season long. You know, I'm glad that this, I'm glad this is finally over. And I'm honestly, I'm glad that it's for cause. I'm glad that he's not getting paid the remaining of his contract. Fuck this dude flat out point blank. I mean, this dude doesn't deserve it. I mean, he hasn't done shit for the team. I mean, he really hasn't. You look at the track record of, uh, let's look at the track record of what he's done. I mean, what have you done for this team? Oh, congratulations. Out of everything that you did, the only positive thing that you did was draft Trevor Lawrence number one. Like, that was so hard to do anyway. But even so, Trevor Lawrence has played terrible this year. Trevor Lawrence has regressed terribly. You know, and Urban Meyer, you got to point, you got to point to him a bit, where it's just like he's supposed to be the guy molding Trevor to be this incredible superstar. And Trevor's regressed, man. He's he's played terrible. Now, I'm not saying Trevor's like terrible. Period. You know, we've seen some other quarterbacks, you know, get drafted and have a terrible rookie year or whatever, and then go on to go on to do great things. It happens, you know. But I mean, I I think that could be the case here for Trevor. I, I've got a lot of faith in Trevor as a player, but I mean, I mean, everything that he's done for that team is very little. I mean, he's done almost nothing where it's like his imprint is only there in the sense that he was a complete asshat. He hasn't actually done anything for the team. So very glad to see him gone. And I got it, man, my, my, I will say my big concern is that if Shad Khan takes the lead in hiring process again, the Jaguars are probably still fucked, honestly. I mean, he took the lead this past offseason, and you see where he got him with Urban Meyer. And I, I still remember the opening press conference where Shaw was just like, you know, I, I just got it right. And then when he was followed up, when he was asking, the reporter was asking why and how and whatever, he's just like, this one just just feels different. I just I just got it right. It's like, well, clearly you didn't. I mean, he's he hasn't had a good coaching hire, really, since he's been there. 
Um, so, I mean, the Jaguars are still going to be in a rough spot as long as he's taking the reins on stuff. But, hey, at least the, at least their Meyer talks are done, at least the guy's out of the NFL. I think that's a big win for everyone. Yeah, I agree. Um, quick side note real quick. Um, Tyler's in chat. He says it was USC's defensive line transfer that is going to Miami. Um, and as well, he said, side note, do y'all see Washington football's team uh, get an interception off of Dallas, Dallas G foot? Um, and, he, and he sent the video to the chat. So if you want to pop that up, I kind of will uh, go into these next talking points here with um, the one and only a guy that we've all been kind of hyped about here we go. moving forward here. Bailey Zapp. Is he – the greatest quarterback of all time. Yes. Um, college wise. <laughs> Cause he did break. He did break Joe Burrow's record of 60 touchdowns in a season. Uh, and only two short years. Um, you know, he, that record was only there for two years and it's already broken. And I didn't think it was going to be broken that quickly. Uh, but Bailey Zapp came in and, and pretty much, you know, torched everybody, you know, through zone for 61 touchdowns. Um, so it's pretty impressive. Bryce Young set down because Bailey Zapp is the real Heisman winner of 2021. I love this kid. I really do, man. I would love to see him go on and have NFL success. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I really don't. You got to get you for a situation for him. He's got to get put into the right situation. You know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, hey, you never know. He could be like the next Gardner Minshew and just come in and have the it factor and just go on and just do be a sixth round pick who goes on and does some. But man, Bailey Zapp is one of the best quarterbacks in college that no one's going to ever know, <laughs> which is so sad. The dude's electric to watch, man. He really is. Um, he has, an, and he does have, I, know, I don't know what his physical attributes are. Um, like I don't know his height and weight and, you know, hand size and all these things that these NFL scouts are going to depict on him. But just watching film on him, watching him throw the ball, he's an electric arm. He gets the ball out quick. He can make all the NFL throws. And, um, I mean, it's much like Kenny Pickett, you know, you sit there and this, this yep. strictly eye test and you're like, that guy has it, you know. Um so be interesting on how he does, where he goes in, in the draft. I do agree. I think it's going to be in order for him to have a good NFL career, which, you know, people will think, oh, a good NFL career, you got to be an all pro, you got to be a pro bowler, win a Super Bowl, right. have all these accolades and attributes. Not necessarily, because, um, I mean, look at Matt Flynn. I think he had a successful, um, you know, career as a backup. And, and, you know, Jesse Palmer, I watched a lot of his stuff on YouTube about, uh, learning quarterbacks and what to look for and what to do and things like that mm -hmm. and how hard it is to be an NFL quarterback. And man, it, you know, to be an successful backup and, and truly, because honestly, I think a good backup quarterback is just as important or more important than a starter because you, you literally have to prep as a starter just without the reps. Um, so it's, it's a very hard job to do. And I think um, he could definitely be one of those guys me personally, I think if he gets into the right system, learns for a couple of years, um, I think he could be a starter, but, you know, only time will tell. You know, I'm glad you brought this up because this is such a great conversation because there are so many, you know, casual football fans, as, as I'll call them, uh, to, you know, to no offense to anyone, but I'm, you know, I'm just calling it as, I, you know, being realistic about it, that don't understand what you just talked about, about the importance of the backup quarterback. The backup quarterback is legitimately one of the most important positions 
you know, on the on is one of the most important roster spots on the team, hands down, hands down. You know, you know, everyone wants to judge a successful career like what like based on what you said. If they started for X amount of years, Pro Bowls, Super Bowls, whatever, and that all accounts for a successful career. But at the same time, you know, if you have a long time backup. Okay, that is successful at being a backup where he comes in when his number is called and he gets the job done. You know, a backup quarterback helps make the team better. Okay, because he's, you know, he's learning, he's doing everything prepping as that starter, not getting the reps like you said, but he's also helping with like scout team and stuff like that. There's so many more factors that go into a backup quarterback role that most people don't understand. I mean, and at the end of the day, man, let's let's be real. I mean, if you're a good backup quarterback, you're still going to be getting paid millions of dollars. I call that a successful career. <laughs> if you're getting paid millions, you're having a pretty I successful com- career. Yeah, I completely agree, you know. Because look at Chase and, Daniel. Look at Chase Daniel. Yeah, and, and seeing there's multiple things that comes in hand with that, too, because, you know, look at, you know, these teams like uh, the Chargers and Chicago, and, um, you know, Chicago actually is a great kind of reference here because, you know, they draft Justin Fields. Uh, beginning of the year, they start um, Andy Dalton. Um, you know, he ends up going to back up quarterback, right? So now he's a veteran backup. He's been here. He's been in the limelight. He's, he's led – teams to the playoffs and won games yep. and things like that. So now he's trying to toss that knowledge on to Justin Fields, trying to get him to understand and that information while maintaining his own prep just in case something happens. So it, it's it's more of a load than people think. They, they People just think that they just sit on the sidelines and just wait till their number's called when, in fact, that's not the case. If anything, no. they have double the amount of work that a starting quarterback has to do because they have to prep like a starting quarterback. And as well, make sure that starting quarterback knows his stuff, um, helping them out, helping the other players out if they don't know what's going on. So there's a lot to it. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, but you know, in terms of Bailey, though, uh, Bailey's you know had a hell of a year. Uh, can't wait to see what he does next. I did look up some stats for you though. He's six one two twenty. That's not too bad for a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, that's, not too bad. I mean, that's average. That's yeah, average size. That is. Usually most pro quarterbacks, you're looking between, you know, 6'1", six, 6'3", six, uh, typically. Um, you know, of course, everybody would love to have a, you know, a 6'4", six, 6'5", six, quarterback. But realistically, it's usually in the 6'1", six, 6'3", six, maybe 6'4", range. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's great size. Um, and, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure when we go into the offseason here and get ready for the draft and our shows, we'll talk more about, you know, his 40 time and, you know, his hand size and his uh, combine and things like that. So, interesting in doing that. Um, Me too. I love the draft. Uh, from quarterback talking to these transfers. Yep. Yep. Uh, why, why don't you jump into it? What do we got going on for the transfers? So for these transfers, we have uh, quite a movement here. A lot of people announced yeah. where they've went, where they've committed here. Um, we still have some more entering this portal and some that haven't decided yet, but we've got some here that have decided. Uh, Quinn Ayers, of course, I think we talked about this a little last week. Um, he has announced that he ha- is going to Texas, which I think we all ex- uh, suspected him going there anyways. Yeah, which um, then also think, saw that think, Casey Thompson is leaving Texas now and going to TCU apparently. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, you know, his final three was TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas. He narrowed it down. To Texas he was going Tech back home no matter what. <laughs> yeah, but he was no matter what. He was going to go to Texas because I think he was actually like semi committed to Texas before Ohio State, but with NILs and everything, 
So I think we saw that coming. Yeah. Um, Adrian Martina, Martinez has announced that he's going to K-State. Um, he's going to take his 401k over there. Um, <laughs> Bo Nix is going to uh, from Auburn to Oregon. How do you he's feel about that? How do you feel about country. that? Me personally, as a, as a semi-Oregon fan, they're a team that I, I, I follow closely behind Arkansas. Um, I love that. Okay. Um, it really helped. It's really going to help that new coach. Uh, I think his name is like Brent, Brian Lanning. I'm not too sure, but I know it's Georgia's old D- DC. Uh, it's going to help him out a lot having a veteran quarterback that knows what's going on. Uh, Charlie Brewer is going to go from Utah to Liberty to mm. take Malik uh, Malik's spot. Um, so that could be interesting. I know Tyler said he's excited about Charlie Brewer, so uh, I'm going to look more into him and uh, be excited at what he does there. Now, a guy that me and you've been pretty uh, yeah. pretty into at UCF, uh, he's headed over to UCLA. I know I kind of had him crystal balled going to Ole Miss. He spent a lot of time there. Um, he was in heavy contacts with Lane Kiffin, but he's going to go with Chip Kelly at UCLA. I got to say, I think he would be a very good fit for Chip Kelly's offense. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do for the Bruins. Me as well. Um, Michael Penix Jr. going from Indiana to Washington. Mm, okay. Um, and of course, Spencer Radler, Oklahoma to South Carolina. No one saw that coming. No one. Um, we all, uh, we know uh, us here on the show, me, Alex and Tyler all kind of suspected like Arizona state, you know, somewhere in that kind of region. Cause that's where he's, where he's from. Um, but nope. Uh, he's going to, he's going to South Carolina. Um, Jacob Zeno, 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 from Baylor, to, uh, Baylor to UAB. Um, and then Max Johnson is staying in the SEC. Um, he's going from LSU to Texas A&M, a big grab for uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, with Zach Calzada in the in the transfer portal. He hasn't announced where he's going yet, but um, he's going to have a veteran lefty, a fellow lefty of mine um, in Texas A&M. You know, one thing out of this whole list, one thing that I thought of immediately is the Charlie Brewer one, right? Because Charlie Brewer, I mean, he he had a couple moments of he had some flashes at Texas, right? He goes to Utah and basically quits on the team, like just a few weeks in or whatever it was. I don't, you know, if I'm wrong on that, I do apologize. I don't completely remember the situation, but I remember him leaving, quitting the team. But the, the one thing that makes it pretty interesting to me is that, like, let's say he goes to Liberty and has a pretty good year. You know, Liberty's still relevant because of it. What comes next for Liberty? Because let's look. Let's look at Liberty. Because that's. Uh, I, th- I believe that's. Who's the head coach for Liberty? Is that Gus? No, well, Gus is at UCF. You know, it's um, Ole Miss as ex coach. Can't think of his Hugh name. Freeze, right? Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze, yeah. Yeah. So my my question is, do you think he's going to get exposed once he stops getting these transfers in? Because Malik was a transfer. You know, do you think he's going to end up getting exposed when he's no longer getting transfers? He's got to just recruit himself. Uh, I don't know. I mean, with, you know, guys like, you know, Malik, who was potential Heisman, potential top-round pick, stuff like that, played pretty well. Now you have Charlie coming in, who's, I'm not going to say he's going to be a top-round pick, but at least he's a notable name. Maybe that'll help bring in, the, you know, to you know some recruits to want to play for Liberty. But right now, I'd, I just feel like you give another year or two, and uh, I feel like Hugh Freeze is going to get exposed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, and as far as that is concerned as well, uh, Tyler just chimed in and said he quit after he got benched uh, three games into the season. He quit on the team and, and, and it entered the transfer portal. Now that's that's um, that's that's salty. That's salty, man. Yeah, Not it, even it Spencer did that. Um, but you know, with with what you're saying, I I do agree. I think if there's ever a point to where he's not getting transfers in, um, I think he could get exposed. 
But you got to think of the quarterbacks he had at Ole Miss. You know, those were also transfers as well. You know, he had uh, two or three of them transferring to Ole Miss when he was there. Um, but the thing is, that's just the day and age that we're in, man. It's, right. You know, quarterbacks are a hot commodity, and quarterbacks are always transferring because of because a lot of times, like we see these days, they do get benched and they get outplayed, and they're like, okay, well, I want to go somewhere where I can play, so they transfer. Um, they're not like the you know they're not willing to do the backups work, you know, because um, they think they're they're all everything in in a box of sugar. But um, I think this is a day and age. I think transfers are not going to slow down. If anything, they're going to continue to get worse. And we talked about it slightly last week. Um, it, you know, it's pretty much a um, you know an NFL free agency at this yeah. point just without the money um and really now with the nils it, it does concern money because you see people coming out of mid mid majors and going into you know division one group of five or um you know power five conferences and signing these major nil deals now um talking about that travis hunter yep. um you know he had a massive nil deal with florida state he got an even bigger one for going to uh, jackson state so it, it's definitely a thing to where it, it's it's definitely going to get worse and i don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon i agree 100 percent. but i will say with the travis hunter thing i feel like that was definitely an eye-opening situation that you know hey this whole nil you know deal thing that we have going on in today's aids it's not just going to benefit the power five schools you know, I think that was kind of the eye-opening moment that, hey, it could benefit everyone. But you, at the end of the day, you need to have the connections because, let's be real, without Deion Sanders, <laughs> that never would have happened. That never oh, would have right. happened. He, they wouldn't have been able to pull the, pull in the bar stool money to be able to pull that off. But, uh, you know, but I, I, that, was, that was wild. That was a very wild day on Twitter whenever Travis made that announcement. Number one prospect. Number one prospect in class 2022 – um, going to an HBCU uh, university, which uh, all pride to him. That's that's awesome. Going to yep. a, a kind of a heritage school like that, um, you know, and it's it's honestly a big step because it opens up your eyes um, to other players kind of doing these things as well. I mean, we've kind of seen it in basketball um, a little bit more, but it, you know, I think it's going to come be coming over to football to where you know these Division two and um, classes and division three schools are going to be able to pull these high-end recruits like you said as long as they have the connections and and able to uh, get the players where they need to be i agree 100 percent. it's going to be wild to see how this continues to develop over the next few years of recruiting because i mean you know the one that i'm going to have keep my eye on as i'm sure you are i'm sure tyler is as well as the rest of the nation is uh what kind of deals is yeah, what kind of deals is Arch Manning going to get? That's that's what's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean it's 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 rumored that he's already in talks for seven figure deals. Um, the second he signs <laughs> whatever team he's going to, um, which I which weirdly he he released like a top twenty or something like that, and mm-hmm. rumored that Arkansas was in there too. We have no shot of getting him, but I just thought you know I felt a little. <laughs> A little love, a little bit more love for him that he at least mentioned us, even though I know there's no way in hell that he's coming to us. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, he, he's rumored to have a seven-figure deal waiting on him before he's even 19 years old. So, I think he's either um, going to go to Ole Miss or Georgia. That's my prediction right now. 
Yeah, I think his final schools right now is like Ole Miss, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, Tennessee. I think this is is really his top five right now. Um, I mean, his list goes on, but I think those really are the five that are he's really considering. I think it'll come down to Ole Miss, Tennessee, or Georgia, and I think honestly he'll probably go to Georgia um, just because he doesn't want to follow in anybody's footsteps. Um, but we'll see. I agree. Plus, I know he apparently he was a a pretty big fan of how well the fan base, you know, greeted him at Georgia, where they were just like there was apparently a bunch of fans with you know you know as they are with any sporting event where they had Arch's name like painted across their bodies in like one giant lines like welcome Arch Manning whatever whatever it was yeah, or come yeah. to Georgia Arch or whatever. Apparently, Arch was a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see which he's what class of twenty three, right? Yeah, class twenty three. So it's gonna start heating up. Yeah. Well, let's move over from there. Uh did you see about this NIU Coastal Carolina debacle that happened at the end of the game? I did not. Okay. I didn't see a whole lot about it either. I know Tyler was talking about it. You know, the gist that I got is that there was a there was a ref that like got in the way preventing uh uh NIU from running another play, which ended up costing oh, I did them. See that on yeah. Twitter. Um they wouldn't the refs wouldn't allow him to snap the ball because he was um he was under the center or like holding over the center, holding him from snapping the ball. So yeah, that was definitely definitely not a good look for those refs. Yeah, even the uh the Mac commissioner came out and was just like, Yeah, we gotta get we got we gotta fix this shit. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing, people? I mean, yeah. shout out to Coastal Carolina for getting a, a bowl win, but uh, it's gonna it's gonna have that asterisk beside it. Yeah, I think I saw on there that it was Coastal Carolina's first ever bowl win. Hey so, man, shout out to that. Coastal Carolina hasn't been around for a super long time though, in terms of the football program. Like I don't know if they came from FCS. I looked into them not too long ago out of curiosity, and I think they just created the football program within the last twenty years. Yeah, they haven't been around too long. Um, Tyler's chiming in here. He says, fire everybody, every damn ref, especially him. And he said he's still <laughs> heated about it. So Tyler, Tyler gets heated over those Mac schools, man. He loves him right. some Mac attack, baby. So it's Absolutely. just natural. Uh, I, I honestly love Tyler's love for the Mac just because no one talks about the Mac. <laughs> Not at all. The but Mac is on I their bet, own island. I bet he can give you some random facts about Mac teams that no one would ever know. Or I agree. Know. <laughs> I agree. Uh, hey, let's let's uh, let's have our last talking point here for college, man. This uh, Michigan State uh, pit game, you know, it looked it's set up to be in theory a pretty notable bowl game. These teams are top ranked. I don't remember the exact bowl, but it is one of the more notable ones. Um, but man, Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett both are sitting out for the bowl game and declaring for the draft. We'll shout out to both of them. I think they'll both go first round. Personally, I think Kenneth uh, will probably go late first, is my guess. I think Kenny will go somewhere in the tens. But uh, man, this is becoming a normal thing that we've seen a lot more over the past five years, where these big name stars will sit out of the bowl games. We know we know uh, Kavon Thibodeau is also doing that for Oregon. Um, but I mean, man, that that really that really hurts this game i mean i feel like in michigan state's case no chance they're winning zero chance i'm sorry kenneth was the blood of this team and i know kenny was as well but at least you know pitt has some other you know factors on the team that can help him out but man i, I don't know i feel like this is going to be another kind of potentially another boring one to watch what are your thoughts yeah i think that's the only downfall 
um, to these players opting out because, you know, when these bowl games are paying all this money for these teams to come, they're paying them with those players, right? Yeah. And then these players are opting out, which I, I completely agree on. You know, it's health-related. You want to, you know, you have a big money thing coming up. You possibly can get a large amount of money in the draft. You want to have, you want to be all ready that you can. I, I'm, I'm all for it, but there is that one downside to where, you know, these bowl games and these uh, fans are playing, paying for these tickets and paying for these um, teams to play there and for those players and those players aren't there. Um, That's the only downside, but I agree, um, you know, with these players opting out, it does, you know, kind of like the Oregon, Oklahoma thing um, with all those players opting out and transferring and not playing in these bowl games. It kind of does dumb down these is big name bowls, and I think it's going to definitely going to take a hit um, in the next coming years, especially with the playoff expanding. Yeah, um, hopefully here soon. Um, definitely with uh, bowls being more uh, cautious on who they who they get in there. I will say, since the college football playoff has come in, I, I feel like we've seen this happen a lot more because it's you know we had this conversation a few weeks ago. I think you asked where it's just like you know you know do do we think that college bowls are kind of diminished either you asked or I asked I don't remember what it was and you know this just kind of proves it to me man these players look I get it protect yourselves your projected high draft pick yo go get your money okay go get your money these players are about to make more money than they ever dreamed they would potentially make all right go get your money all respect to that you got to hustle take care of yourself and your family but like Bowl games now they're a fucking joke dude like unless you get into the college football playoff they're a joke. They are like no one like these notable bowl games we've had before. The, you know where they had all these BCS bowls: the Fiesta, the Sugar, you know the Rose, whatever. I mean, like only a couple of these actually matter now. I mean, who gives a shit about the Rose Bowl anymore? It's like, oh yeah, it's a historic bowl, but cool. You're not in the college football playoffs. At least I don't think it is. I think the college football playoffs is what Sugar and what was the other one? Well, they, they alternate. Okay. They alternate every uh, every year, every other year, with depending on what bowl game. Because the bowl games bid on that playoff spot, um, um, so I know maybe the first year when Ohio State won, I think they were in the Rose Bowl or okay, somewhere okay. like that. So definitely, I mean these change, these te- these bowl games are interchanging bidding on these playoff spots. But you're right. Um, if you're not a bowl game that's covering a, a, a playoff game, then it's kind of like, okay, what are you doing? type thing because it, it does diminish it uh, a lot and not only the players opting out but the playoff itself 100 uh, percent diminishes bowl games and i think with it expanding in the next couple of years or next year or whenever the whenever i haven't heard any news on it but i think it's going to completely diminish and i think eventually within the next 10 years or so we're not even going to see bowl games i think they're going to be um sticking to the playoff and it's going to be kind of like a nfl kind of thing to where it's just playoffs and that's all it's going to be focused on. And you know, that is kind of depressing. It is because like, not only is it depressing because of the history of bowl games. I mean, you, you said it yourself, you love the history of bowl games, but you, you, you were also on the hot take side of get rid of them. Right. I mean, I hear you, but it is depressing because you got to think about it as for all of these teams that are in division one FBS play that, are going to have a good year, but will never have a chance to go to the playoffs. You know, and and that's where the bowl games 
is good. It's good for those smaller teams. But the, it's not – these Power 5 teams, they're the ones that don't give a damn, okay? Because, I mean, they're here for, you know, potential playoffs, right? You know what I mean? Like the Oregon teams, the OUs, you know, Michigan State, whatever. But, you know, you have like these MAC schools, okay? You got these some of these Sunbelt schools, these Mountain West schools, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they want that, you know, at the very least these opportunities to play in these bowl games so they can take something home for the year because there's so many of them that will never have a shot at going to a national championship. Now, even when the playoffs expand, maybe, but then you still got to look at like, uh, let's look at uh, San Antonio. They were undefeated, and the highest they got was like, what, 21? <laughs> I mean, like it's situations like that where it's just like, you know, the, the bowls are very beneficial. But, I, you know, at the same time, like you got to look at the integrity of the bowls where it's just like no one gives a damn about them anymore, which is, which is depressing. I love the bowl game process, but it's yeah, just the know, future we, we're going we grew to. Up in, and we grew up in prime time to where, you know, we saw, you know, the BCS National Championship taking place in the Rose Bowl game with Texas and USC. Like, that was such a big-time game. Even if you – I didn't like – I don't like either one of those teams. But I tuned in because it was two of the biggest teams in college football at the time yep. playing in the biggest bowl game in the National Championship with the Rose Bowl. Like, it was – like, that's that's college football's tradition. And and like I said in a couple shows back, I love – that kind of tradition when it when it's so much hype around this bowl game because that bowl game has so much history and everything um you know but the college football is the college football playoff is diminishing that because like you said these power five teams that are getting these playoff spots they don't care because like you said last week Oh yeah, I made it to the Rose Bowl in the college football playoff, but we lost. We're not in the national championship game, Bingo. so what does it matter? Um, and then, as far as these group of five teams, or you know, lower than the group, the mid majors that are not ever going to have a chance to, unless they expand to like thirty-two teams, which yeah, I don't yeah. think Division One will ever do. No, um, they're not going to have a chance to to play in you know a national championship game or a semifinal game or anything like that to where. You know, it, it comes to where n- now we're going to have a Coastal Carolina or a UTSA playing in a Rose Bowl that traditionally doesn't have those teams there. So, it, of course, it's going to diminish it. And as much as I hate it, um, I think, like I said a couple weeks ago, I think the best thing for college football at this point is to expand the playoffs and, and ha- still have bowl games, but, you know, for those smaller teams because, of course, you know, helping programs helps players, um, you know, helps their education and everything. So I'm all for that. But as far as like college football and determining who's number one and the best and, and watching on TV and all that, I think it's just going to have to have to be gone. Unfortunately. One possible route that I just thought of that they could take in the future is, um, you know, it, it depends on it depends on how much they're going to expand it. But what if they just knock it down to all the division winners? You know, so that way, like a MAC, the American Sun Belt, the Conference USA, the Mountain West, they still go to a bowl game. So basically, what I'm saying is, bowl games are reduced from like however many we have now to like less than ten. Do you think that's something they could potentially do? Definitely, definitely is an option, and it's definitely going to take a lot of tinkering, a lot of people sitting down trying to figure out what the best option is for. Because I think it's going to be, uh, it has to be a thing to where 
you know, the playoffs are at least 14 to 16 teams. I would like to see a 32, like the, like the division two, but um, it's definitely going to have to have a thing to where playoffs are bigger and finding a, a good number of bowl games to where, you know, during these off season times, you know, uh, December, early January, um, and even there are some bowl games after the national championship game to where these these group of five and mid-major teams can get in there and earn something for their program because you're right, those players deserve it. Yep. They most of the time are, you know, seven and five, eight and uh, four, and, they, and they're having good years. They deserve to have some kind of compensation for their school, for their education, um, but it's just a matter of p- having people figure out um, a sweet spot for that, and then it's going to take time to do. I, I couldn't agree more, and it's going to be what I feel like. Whatever the decision is made, uh, and let you know whatever if they choose to change it, I feel like whatever is whatever they're going to do is going to bring a lot of controversy. Um, so looking forward to that conversation when the time comes, I guess. But it's a wild world that we live in with college football right now because it's just how much of it's how much of it's changing. Uh, from what we grew up being used to, like you said earlier. So, I don't know. We'll see how it continues to play out. Um, you got anything else you want to chat about, or do you want to go ahead and hop into some uh, predictions here? No, let's go ahead and get, hop in these bold predictions here. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to hit the music that you won't be able to hear, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I I promise I'm going to update the songs. <laughs> I'm going to add some more. <laughs> I promise. I just haven't done it yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. We'll get there. I promise. We're a terrible show, but I'm going to get there. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, first up, we have the Frisco Football Classic. This is going to be North Texas and Miami of Ohio. Tyler's going with Miami of Ohio, naturally, going with his MAC team. How you feeling on this one? Um, I I was going to go Miami of Ohio, but I'm actually going to pull for North Texas. Um, I think right now they are sitting – well, I'm not even worried about the Lions. Uh, actually, uh, Miami of Ohio is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm going to pull for the underdog here. I'm going North Texas. Um, I've actually seen a couple of clips, a couple of games here and there. They're playing some pretty good football. I'm actually going to go with Miami of Ohio on this one uh, as the wrong Miami school. Uh, but North Texas is one that I was very much debating on. Uh, next next up, we have the Gasparilla Bowl, which is UCF and Florida. Uh, Tyler's going with Florida. How you feeling on this one? You know, last week I said I'm going to pull for every SEC team in the bowl games except for, like, the national championship and semifinals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but my hatred for Florida is <laughs> is through and through. So, um, and plus, I'm a big fan of destroying. Shout out to you if you ever hear this. Destroying um, is pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a US, UCF uh, alum, um, and he's kind of went back there, kind of gave love to them in some of his previous YouTube videos. And plus, you know, I, I've watched a lot of UCF this year. I like how they're <coughs> playing. I'm going for UCF. I'm going UCF as well. They are one of my teams in college that I like to follow, mostly because I'm just such – I'm so head over heels for that damn city. That city has captured my heart in every way possible. So I will I will forever follow the Golden Knights in some capacity until the day I die. Uh, next up, we have the Hawaii Bowl, which naturally Hawaii is playing in it, which I would consider my second favorite college team. Going up against Memphis. You know, we always make the joke that everyone, you get one emotional pick. I kind of want Hawaii to be my emotional pick here, but realistically, I know Memphis is probably going to beat the shit out of Hawaii. Hawaii has just lost so many damn players in the transfer portal because Todd Graham is running this program into the damn ground right now, so I don't know how to feel on this one. Tyler's going with Hawaii, though. 
Yeah, I was, I was, you know, Alex, talking to you and getting to know you the last couple of weeks since I've been on the show. I've really kind of found found like an underlining love for Hawaii, Fuck but yeah. I cannot, <laughs> I can't, I can't pull myself to pick them. I'm going with the Tigers of Memphis. Uh, that's the I look. That's the that's the smart pick. Okay, that's the safe pick. But looking at the rest of our lineup, I have no other games that would be an emotional pick. So I, I'm going to go ahead and rock with my one emotional pick here: the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at the Hawaii Bowl. Let's do it. Uh, next up, we have the Camilla Bowl with Georgia State and Ball State. Naturally, Tyler's going with Ball State. How are you feeling on this one? Uh, again, I'm going to pick against him. Uh, I'm going Georgia State. As am I. As am I. Next up, Quick Lane Bowl, Western Michigan and Nevada. Yo, give me Nevada with chart with Carson Strong. Yeah. Um, again, I think I, I talked about this a couple times last week. I love good quarterback play and Carson Strong. Is one of those guys that I just really, really like. Um, I'm going with Nevada as well. And naturally, Tyler goes with the MAC team. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Military Bowl. We have Boston College and East Carolina. Tyler's going with Boston College on this one. I'm going with Boston College as well, um, mostly because I was at that Liberty Bowl when ECU played um, um, Arkansas, and that game was so cold. I grew like a... A, a <laughs> hatred for ECU because how cold that game was. So I'm going with Boston College. Sure. I'm going with BC as well. Birmingham Bowl. We have Houston and Auburn. He's going with Auburn. Uh, I'm actually going with the ten and two Houston Cougars. Uh, I have Auburn picked on my. I have Auburn picked on my on my bowl projections on my yeah, bowl yeah. picks, but. <laughs> Man, you're right. I really like Houston. They're they're heavily favored in this game. I think it's like sixty to forty right now. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm still going to Auburn. <laughs> okay, okay. You were setting me up there. I started to write the H. Uh, next up, first responder bowl. We have Air Force and Louisville. Tyler's going with some Louisville action. I'm gonna give love to military schools, man. Uh, I like Air Force. I like the way they're playing. They're nine and three right now. Um, I'm going Air Force. I'm riding with you. I like Air Force. I like the Falcons on this one. Uh, next up, your favorite bowl game in history, apparently, the Liberty Bowl. We have Mississippi State and Texas Tech. How you feeling? Man, this bowl game every year is so freaking cold. <laughs> I couldn't imagine ever going back to one of these games. I think I've went to two in the last 10 years, and both times it's been freezing. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm going with the Bulldogs and Mississippi State. Um, I like that. I like that offense. I like Will Rogers. Um, he's showing to kind of be a, a top quarterback in the SEC. Um, so I'm going with the Bulldogs. Uh, so am I and Tyler. Next up, we have the Holiday Bowl uh, with UCLA and NC State. Um, I'm a big fan of Chip Kelly, of course, Oregon fan. True. Um, so I'm going with uh, the Bruins. Uh, so is Tyler. Uh, that is one of his squads he likes to follow. I'm going with NC State here. Uh, next up, Guaranteed Rate Bowl. We have West Virginia and Minnesota. Uh, Tyler's going with West Virginia on this one. I kind of want to pick Minnesota. I do. I kind of kind of do. But I think I'm going to go the Mountaineers. Um, I'm rowing the boat on this one, baby. Uh, go Gophers. Okay, okay. Shout out to the Gophers. Uh, the Fenway Bowl with F- uh, SMU and Virginia. Yo, give me Virginia. I, I've rode. I know they're 6-6, six and six, but I've rode with this team a lot this year. That quarterback's electric. 
He uh, he really is, but I'm actually going to side on the other side. I'm going with the Mustangs here and side with SMU. Okay, so, uh, Tyler's going with Virginia. Uh, next up, the Pinstripe Bowl, we have Maryland and Virginia Tech. Um, I'm not a big fan of Virginia Tech. Um, never have. Um, and I like Talia. So, going with the Terps. I'm going with the Terps as well. Fuck you, Brady. Next up, we have the Cheez-It Bowl. We have Clemson and Iowa State. Uh, I'm going with, I think, I think I'm going to rock with Iowa State on this one, and I don't know if I said it, but Tyler's going with Virginia Tech on the last bowl. He's also going with Clemson on this one. Yeah, I I was super close to picking Iowa State just because I'm, you know, the whole Clemson debacle or, you know, but... They're playing. They're playing the best they have all year down the stretch here, and I don't think it's going to stop. Um, I just don't think when it comes down to it, Iowa State does not have the talent to keep up with them. I'm going with the uh, Tigers. Okay, and then lastly, the Alamo Bowl uh, with Oregon and OU, with all the situations they've had go on with transfers and coaching leaves. Uh, I'm gonna rock with OU uh, mostly because I believe in Caleb Williams. Uh, Tyler's going with Oregon. I imagine you that's who you're going to go with, or is this going to be an emotional pick for you? It is an emotional pick. Um, I would. I think Oklahoma will win this game, but I'm going to pick Oregon. I'm going to go with my Ducks. I think they're going to pull it off. I respect it. Um, I don't think they've seen an offense like Oregon's. Um, I know it's the Big 12, and they don't really play much defense anyways, but Oregon set the standard years back um, with this type of offense. They know how to run it the best. Um, and I think they're going to be they're going to find a way to win. All right, and then our last college game to call here, we have uh, Montana State and North Dakota State in the FCS championship. Everything's on the line right here. Will North Dakota State once again take home a championship for however many times they've done it over the past decade, or is it going to be Montana State? How you feeling on this one? Uh, I want to hear your pick. I'm going with I'm going with the Bison. I'm going with the Bison. Let's get it. Okay, I'm gonna go Montana State then because you're beating me by one. I want to tie it up to finish <laughs> off the year. That's fair. Let's I respect go. that. Let's, let's go Montana State. Uh, Tyler's also going with Montana State. All right, what do you got for us this week in terms of college spreads? What do we got going on? All right. So as far as college spreads, um, I've got um, Texas Tech and Mississippi State. Um, they opened up at a 60 and a half um, over under. Um, Mississippi State's currently setting at eight and a half, or opened up at as an eight and a half point favorite. Um, currently sitting at 59 and a half over under, and Mississippi State has went up to a nine and a half point favorite. Um, I am rolling with Texas Tech uh, plus nine and a half to cover that, and I'm going over 59 and a half. Uh, I'm going with the exact same thing, and so is Tyler. We're all rocking the same one on that one. Okay. Um, real quick, a little sidetracked here. Uh, Tyler says in chat, um, says that we should do a score prediction for a tiebreaker um, on the uh, SCS game. All right, bet. We'll, uh, we'll roll through the rest of your spreads, and we'll put out a prediction. Okay. All right. The uh, second one, I've got Oregon and Oklahoma. Uh, opened up at a 62 and a half point uh, over under. Uh, Oklahoma opened up at a four point favorite. Um, currently sitting at a 61 and a half uh, over under, with Oklahoma being a four and a half point favorite. Um, I'm of course taking Oregon to be plus four and a half, and I'm actually gonna go still over on the 61 and a half. 
I'm doing the minus four and a half for Oklahoma, and I'm going over. Tyler's doing the plus four and a half for Oregon and going under. Right, and uh, my last sharp pick of the a week is Iowa State and Clemson. Um, it opened up at 45 and a half over under, Clemson being a one-point favorite. Um, it is currently sitting at 44 and a half over under, and Clemson still a one-point favorite. Um, I'm going to take Clemson in that minus one, and I'm going to say under on the 44 and a half. See, it's the over-under for this game that I'm very heavily debating, but I'm going to go the plus one. I already think Iowa State's going to win, and I think they're going to win by more than that. Um, but that over-under, man, eh. College football has a tendency to really just blow out points for the most part. So I think I'm just going to rock the over on that one. And then for a score prediction for the FCS championship, how you feeling on a score prediction? Uh, I think I'm going to rock with um, tough. Well, should we, should we just do the spread for it for, for a tiebreaker instead? Yeah, we can. What's the spread? What we got? Let me see here. I'm going to pull it up. I bet. Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. It fits with the theme of our show. You know, fits with the yeah, theme yeah. of what we got going so, on. Um, it, the open, the, it opened up at the same, and it's still setting at the same thing. Um, Over-under is 47. Okay. And North Dakota State is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. All right, so is nine-and-a-half, and then you it was 47 for over-under? Yep. Uh, give me the over and ooh, minus nine and a half though. Um, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a lot better game than that. Give me plus nine and a half. Uh, so you went over plus. Yeah, I went over plus. I think Montana state's going to lose, but I think they're going to keep it closer than that. I think, I think it's going to be within a touchdown and I'll go ahead and throw out a score. I think it will be, um, let's say 31, 28. I'm going to say over, and no, I, I got to say under because I can't have it. Well, the score would be a tiebreaker, but okay. I'm, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under for, for, this, for that sake, but I'm going to say Montana plus nine and a half because I have them winning. Um, I'm going to say score is 28-10. You're expecting them to get the, beat the shit out of them. Hey, Montana State blew out South Dakota State. You are right there. That. You are right there. And South Dakota State has a hell of a quarterback. So you are right there. All right. Let's hop over to our NFL picks then. Um, so for Thursday Night Football, we have San Fran at Tennessee. Tyler's going with Tennessee on this one. Um, I like San Fran. I'm going San Fran. I, Kittle's just too much right now. He I is agree. on fire. He's put up just as he's put up more yards in the last three games than he did the entire season. I agree. Um, so I, I'm going San Fran. Uh, next up, we have a couple Saturday games. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, whenever we look back and see how we did on every on all of our NFL games, like I did with college, where I broke it down by FBS, FCS game of the week, terrible, etc. Uh, all these these couple of Saturday games we've had a couple past couple of weeks, uh, they will just be counted as noon games. Get over it; it's not a big deal. Uh, first up, we have Cleveland going to Green Bay. Give me the Packers. <laughs> They're like the Super Bowl favorite right now. Give me the Packers. Yeah, I think right now Devontae Smith, Aaron Jones, um, 
Um, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, that whole crew, they're, they're just clicking, and um, they're difference makers. So I'm, I'm going Green Bay. This is a very tough one for me to pick. Next Saturday game we've got is Indianapolis at Arizona. Arizona laid a fucking egg against Detroit. Shout out to Tyler for having the balls to pick Detroit just for no reason whatsoever. And then they actually win against Arizona, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And then Indianapolis pulled off a hell of a victory against New England thanks to Jonathan Taylor, man, having an incredible Which run. I think it puts him right right up there with Aaron Rodgers and MVP. I agree. Um, this is a tough and, one to pick, and with that, I'm going. In, I'm going to Indianapolis. Um, Arizona has yeah. lost two weeks that I thought they they could have easily won um, in a row. So I think I think they're they're steadily declining as much as I hate that, and they'll drop Tyler at an MVP. Um, I don't know what's going on right now with that team, but I'm going to Indianapolis. Uh, I don't know if I want to do an emotional pick and pick Arizona because I've rode with them all year long, but man, I have to, but. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Indy, man. I feel like Jonathan Taylor right now is on a complete the the level that Kyler was to start the year. That's the level Jonathan Taylor is right now, and right now is the more important time of the season to be on that level. Is the end of the year December football? You need to be on that level this time of year more so than you do in September. Uh, Indianapolis is hot right now. As long as they give it to JT, man, you know Carson just does just enough. The defense plays well. Jonathan Taylor is putting that team on his back. Let's go with Indy. Uh, hopping over to our noon games, we have New York Giants at Philly. Uh, Tyler's going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. I think the Giants have a lot of issues right now with Daniel Jones. Uh, the, you know, Barkley's been kind of playing like poop and a couple other things. Yeah, and I think Barkley, speaking of Barkley real quick, I think he needs, I don't know what his contract's looking up, but he needs to go. He needs to get out of there, maybe go to Buffalo. <laughs> I think he'd be a great fit for them. I know we were talking about Buffalo needing a running back uh, last week. Saquon is a great fit. Um, but I'm – so, yeah, I'm going Philadelphia. Okay, next up we have the Rams going to visit uh, the Vikings. How are we feeling on this one? Man, this is intriguing. Minnesota Minnesota has been um, playing great, but the Rams have two. I think the Rams would probably be the uh, or probably the clear odd favorite here, but I'm kind of doing an emotional pick. I like Justin Jefferson. I like what Minnesota's doing right now. I'm going with the Vikings. So is Tyler. I'm going to go with the Rams. That's an interesting pick there. Uh, that's a very interesting pick. Uh, next up, we have Buffalo at New England. Uh, big game here for Tyler. He's actually going against his Bills. He's going with the Patriots. You know, it is in New England after all. Bills have uh, – Ah, they have not looked like a Super Bowl contender. I'll put it that way. Yeah, they they look like they are in the conversation earlier in the year, but they've just laid eggs after eggs after eggs. I mean, they have enough to fill an Easter basket at this point. <laughs> um, I've got to go New England. I'm going New England as well. Tampa Bay and Carolina. I'm going Tampa. Uh, this could be another emotional pick. I could very well pick at Carolina just because I don't like Tampa Bay, but – uh, especially with the way Tampa played against uh, New Orleans. True. Um, Shut out. But um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. It seems like the 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 Cam Newton train is kind of starting to derail. So next up, Jacksonville at the Jets. You know what? Give me give me the Jags. This is going to be an emotional pick for me. I'm going with the Jags. Let's get the win. 
uh, you know, let's get the monkey off your back that you can win, you know, with Urban out of the building. Get that good emotional win of, oh, boy, we won the game after our shitty head coach got fired. Let's go Jacksonville. Um, I agree. I think it's going to be a kind of an emotional game. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to be playing for their interim head coach, unlike they did for um, Urban Meyer. I think they're going to want to win this game, win this game bad. I'm going Jacksonville. Detroit and Atlanta. I'm going with Detroit, man. I'm going with the hot hand. Let's go. Motor City, Dan Campbell. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm going to go Detroit as well. Um, with that win last uh, last week over Arizona, they're they're no longer number. They no longer have the number one pick. Yep. Um. So I'm I'm going with Detroit. I think they're um trying to make somewhat of a wild card push. So, <laughs> uh, it, uh, Tyler's going with Atlanta on that game. Next up, we have the Chargers and Houston. I'm going with the Chargers. Yeah, Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind right now. Uh, and like I keep saying, I love good quarterback play, and I love me some Justin Herbert going with Chargers. Uh, Tyler's going with Chargers. Well, last noon game we've got is Baltimore and Cincy. Give me give me Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, this could be very well an emotional pick. I really like the way Tyler Huntley's playing. If Lamar Jackson can't play, but even then, Baltimore's not playing as well as they need to be. Lamar Jackson's not playing as well this season. I'm going Joe Barrow and Cincy as well. Tyler's going with the Ravens on that one. Uh, going to afternoon games. First up, we have Chicago and Seattle. How are you feeling on this one? Seattle's one of your squads. They are, and going against one of your squads. Yeah. Like this debacle here. Um, <laughs> but I think Seattle's going to still continue to try, try to get over that hump. Um, they did, unfortunately, take an L tonight. They lost to the Rams 20-10. to 10. Okay. Um, so I think they bounced back and get a win over the Bears. Oh, this is tough. You know, I, I want to pick the Bears because my, that's my number one team. But, you know, I, I just I think Seattle's going to be the one to get to get the dub. So I'm going to go with Seattle. Tyler's going with the Bears. Next up, we have Pitt and KC. Give me KC on this one. KC yeah. is uh, they're 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 winning games. That's the bottom line. They're they're winning games. Yeah, they're finding ways. I'm going to go Chiefs. So is Tyler. Next up, Denver and Vegas, another one of your squads here. How you feeling on it? Yeah, and I Denver's playing really well. Um, they're not as consistent as I'd like them to be, but I think the Raiders are not there yet. So I'm going to go to Broncos. Also, T's and P's to Teddy. That was a very scary situation this past very. weekend. And also T's and P's to, hey, I hate to I hate to send out T's and P's and not remember the man's name, but T's and P's to the to the Chargers tied in as well. That was also a very scary situation last Thursday night football. Um, we had another. I think we had another injury from this past weekend that was uh, pretty scary as well. Yeah. T's and P's Chris all around. Godwin, this is knee. Do what now? Um, Chris Godwin out out for the year on his knee. Yeah, he pretty, is. Uh, Tore his ACL. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, then Sunday night football, we have Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys. Give me Dallas. Man, I just really like the way Washington's playing right now. I'm gonna go Washington. Dallas has not looked that great the last couple of weeks. I'm going to watch the football team. See, I want to go with Washington, but the problem is, like, right now, like, going into next Sunday night football, like, they're such a wild card on who they're going to have. Because, you know, coming into the, today's game, they had their third-string quarterback. They had Garrett Gilbert, you know, playing instead of, you know, Tyler Heineke and whoever the backup is because of COVID protocols and stuff. So, we'll see if, uh, you know, t- uh, Taylor can be back. If, if Taylor is guaranteed to come back, I'd probably rock with the football team, but just go ahead and give me Dallas on this one. 
And then Monday Night Football, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the last Monday Night Football of the year? Does it usually end going into like week 16? I can't remember. I think this might be the last one or second to last Monday Night Football. Yeah, I think it's second to last. Okay. I think since the, since the since this year is an extra game, I think they've given an extra Monday Night Football game. Um, but I'm not fully sure. I have to check up on that for maybe next week or gotcha. later on the show. But uh, I'm going to the Saints. Um, they pulled off a good win against Arizona, and I like the way they played. So, I'm actually going to go with Miami, man. Uh, I, I believe I actually do believe in what Tua is doing right now because Miami. Let's be honest, they fucking stink. That offensive line is garbage. That team is bad, but they're still finding ways to win. I know the teams they beat haven't been like blowout super like superstar teams, but they're finding ways to win. Give me Miami in that one. All right, finishing up here. What are our NFL spreads? What do we got going on this week? All right, uh, Sh- Shane Sharp picks of the week for the NFL. Starting off with a Thursday night game, San Francisco and Tennessee. Um, it opened up as uh, 43 uh, and a half over under, with Tennessee being a one point favorite. Um, <coughs> it is currently sitting at 44 and a half, and San Francisco is now a three and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going to choose the plus three and a half. I think it's a little closer game than I would, than what me personally I would like. But I still think San Francisco pulls out the win and I'm going under the 44 and a half. Tyler's going plus three and a half and over. I'm going minus three and a half and over. Um, next game is going to be a Saturday game, I believe. Um, no Friday game. Cause it's on Christmas day. Um, opened up at 49, uh, even over under, uh, Arizona is a five point favorite. Uh, it is currently sitting at forty nine and a half, and they have the line less than a point. Um, so I do not know what the currently line is, but I think it's pretty much even. Um, so I'm gonna go with Indy um, winning the game, which which would be the I guess minus one or whatever, um, and then uh, under forty nine and a half. I'm going Indy as well, and over. Uh, Tyler's going Indian under. Um, and I got um, Baltimore and Cincinnati um, opened up at 44 and a half. Currently Cincinnati, I mean, what opened up at Cincinnati two and a half point favorite. And the line is the same. So 44 and a half Cincinnati two and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going Cincinnati minus uh, two and a half. I'm going to say over on this one. I'm doing Minus two and a half and over as well. Tyler's doing the plus two and a half and under. All right. And my last sharp pick of the week is going to be Dallas and Washington. Uh, opened up at 48 and a half, uh, 48 over under. Um, Dallas is a nine and a half point favorite. Um, it currently is sitting at 47 over under and minus 10 and a half for Dallas. Um, I'm going to go plus 10 and a half and over. Plus ten and a half for me and Tyler both. Tyler's also going over. I'm actually going under. All right, and that's Shane Sharp picks of the week for week fifteen. Uh, is it fifteen or sixteen? Sorry, 16? this yeah sixteen. Week sixteen is what we're going into. Yeah, yep, sixteen. Uh, so, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, I do not have the updated fantasy league standings. Uh, but I mean, if you know, it's going to be Nate in first, J Max second, uh, Jimmy, who was in third with a nine and six record, got his shit wrecked by me. 
So I think that's actually knocking him out of the playoffs now because Tyler and Brady, I believe, are both going to win. Putting and they have more points scored as well, and they're eight and six. Um, so they're going to go up to the nine and six. I think that's what it is. Let me pull it up real fast. Uh, bottom line is, I think Jimmy's getting knocked out of the playoffs, and it's going to be Tyler and Brady in the playoffs. But on the plus side, I'm like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to be in last anymore. That's the big deal because I won uh, for sure. That's and when I win, it's going to bring me to a six and nine. Dave is six and eight currently, and he's and he lost already. And Dave has scored almost no fucking points because his whole team is goddamn near injured. So, and I'm going to blow him away in points. I'm at least getting seventh, boys. Let's go. Trash on the rise. Uh, but no, Jimmy is nine and five. Sorry. So he's nine and five. Tony, Brady, and Tyler are all eight and six. Uh, let's see how the matchups are going. Um, <clears throat> so Tony's going to win for sure. And so it comes down to Brady and Tyler, and their game is so stupidly close. But uh, but Tyler did, in fact, get the dub. So Tyler and Tony both are going to get into the playoffs because they both have a lot more points scored than Jimmy. Uh, well, I don't know. Tyler may not get in. It's going to be close. It's going to be very, very close. Uh, I think I think Jimmy still may squeak in in fourth, and Tyler may be looking on on the outside in. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. Um, we we're still not doing anything on Twitter for fantasy. We'll see. We'll, we'll come back to it next year. We'll see what we do. <laughs> it, this was yeah. not a good year for fantasy for any of us. All, I think all three of us are out of out of the playoffs in our leagues, um, except for Tyler and and mine in his league. I think he he's in there. I think I may I may have squeaked in there. I'm not sure. Sure, I haven't been keeping up with it. Um, I think, oh, yeah, no, we, we are. We're playing in the playoffs right now. But I'm like, I'm, I barely squeaked in at the, at the six spot. So right. I, we have no room to give any advice. Um, I know we're sitting at not, almost 930 Central Time right now. Um, so what you have for dinner, man? Uh, uh, I had chilies. I had chilies, man. I just, I got in the random craving for some honey chipotle chicken tenders. And I was like, man, that just sounds fucking awesome right now. Let's hit up some chilies. It was delicious. It was a great time. I had a wonderful experience. Uh, yeah, I so last night I it's kind of a segue here. Last night I had um, grilled cheese and tomato soup, Ooh. which was delicious. Ooh, there you go. Um, and Love I kinda, that. And I kind of wanted to keep that trend going with soup. Um, so tonight I had a fully loaded baked potato soup Ooh. and it was delicious. I love some fully loaded baked potato soup. Ooh. That is some good shit. And then the tomato soup paired with the grilled cheese. Whew, next um, level. Nothing. Next level. Next level. Next level. Um, Tyler, uh, Tyler's in chat still. We're going to get some final thoughts from him. Uh, Tyler, what did you have for dinner while I'm reading off your chat here? Um, he did say he did beat me in fantasy. So I'm out of the playoffs. He moves on to the next round. Um, he also said Danny Dimes is also out for the year. So tease and peace to him. Ah. Um. He says he almost had that today, but you know the dealio that went down today. So we all do, man. It's all good. And uh, hopefully we have you on next week for uh, some banter between Arkansas and Penn State, man. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on the game. And He's running. I know, I know um, Penn State has all three of their linebackers not playing in the game, opting out. Um, so um, he had Jack's pepperoni pizza because he broke his fuck is what he says. So well, I respect that though. Respect but anyways, that. uh, any final thoughts, any, uh, things out before we get out of here? 
Uh, no, man, I got nothing else. Um, you know, it's just, it's wild to me. Time flew by so quickly for this season. You know, we are here near at the end. Uh, just looking forward to the playoffs starting, uh, for the NFL. Looking forward to talking about that every single week and, uh, for the next few weeks now. Uh, it's going to be these next couple weeks, the NFL is going to be very wild to watch. Can't wait to see it all plays out. Um, yeah, but- I'm super excited for college football offseason getting into more transfer portal talk, recruiting, yeah. getting into the combine and draft boards, the mock drafts. That's what I'm super excited for. So looking forward to that. All right, guys. Well, if you made it all the way to the end, you're an absolute legend. We appreciate the hell out of you for that. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform that you're on, uh, as well as go check out the other shows like GameStatic, Animan Plus, and talking about movies and stuff, which we will have a new episode of that coming out, talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, which is going to be very exciting. Uh, and lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so, but always do not feel obligated. Just be a friend tell a friend that you're listening to the show uh until next time guys have an absolutely wonderful day have an absolutely merry christmas and happy holidays with your family and friends till next time guys